What role can music play in your fitness routine? Some answers coming up next. Welcome to Happily Ever Active, where we crack the consistency code with fitness tips on motivation, mindset, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, author of Feel Like It, and the guy with the silent O, Kelly Dell. Hi everyone, Kelly here again. Great to have you here with me this week. How'd your week go? Are you happy with the amount of exercise you got up to? Never mind that. How was the quality of the exercise you performed? Is there room for some improvement over the next seven days? Or were you pretty satisfied with how things have been going? Even though we don't always get moving as often as we'd like, we can still focus our attention on the quality of the time we do get to spend exercising. So even if The week ahead presents fewer opportunities to get moving. Just make sure that you try your best to ensure that those opportunities feel the way that you want them to. Being the start of October, Tritober is now in full swing. So I hope you'll join me this month in trying something new in fitness, something that you've been curious about but never quite made the commitment to go out and finally do. So treat this whole Tritober thing as a sign that Now's the time. All you got to do is pick something, plan when you'll do it, and then show up and give it a go. And I have to laugh because I was supposed to try pickleball for my first activity. I'm doing about one each week. But honestly, I actually screwed up the time part, the planning part. So it's pushed back now. Pickleball is pushed back into next week. So yeah, I kind of botched that whole part of the, the process. And I had to move something up to week one to replace pickleball. So this morning, I went on a long sunrise run from the west end of Ottawa to downtown, which is about 25 kilometers total. And I think the midnight trail race a few weeks ago inspired me to start playing around a little bit more with running in the dark. And I know winter's coming, so darkness sets in early. So it's actually quite easy to get out and start running with headlamps and whatnot and running with headlamps in the snow, which is also a cool thing. But I decided this week to get up early and run into the sunrise, which is something that I really, you know, looking back on my my own exercise history, I really haven't done. And I won't lie, it was pretty frosty. It was four degrees to start, but really that was nothing that layering properly couldn't solve. And listen, I'm very glad that I did this. And I'll be posting about that on Instagram this weekend. So look out for my Tritober sunrise run story. My handle is kelly.dell, D-O-E-L-L, if you're curious. But I'm really glad that I went out and did this. It was a, a, a not only just a memorable experience, but something that I definitely, after finishing it, which I've talked about a lot on the show, and I talk a lot about in my book, of course, because it's in the title, but after I was done, I really thought, yeah, I feel like doing that again. I'm going to do that again at some point. So... That's uh, a day or a morning that I'm going to fit into my routine in some fashion, if not only once in a while as something to look forward to and something to, you know, even bust up any rut that I feel like I'm getting into. Before I go any further, though, I want to make a quick request, especially to you loyal listeners out there. I need your help. Take a moment, rate the show on your chosen platform and leave a comment about what you've liked so far if you haven't already. And if you're so inclined, maybe take a screenshot 
of the show and share it on social media, whatever your favorite platform is. The show is growing because you guys share it with your followers and with your friends. And I'm really sincerely grateful for all of those things. So thank you in advance and thank you to those who have already done so. So moving along from all of that, for many of you, and I'll somewhat include myself in the pile, the quality of a workout is often greatly enhanced by music. And that's the topic today, music and motivation. And it's clear some people are not just musical people, they're super, super, super musical people. You know someone for sure who's like that, and maybe you're that person. You know, they can't go anywhere or do anything with some tunes, taking a shower, studying, driving in their car, buying groceries, standing in a line for coffee, or going to the gym, and so on and so forth. Music would be an extension of who they are. I think that's fair. And we're all musical to a certain extent, and humans have a storied history with music, as I'm sure you are all well aware. And there's good reason for that, because music has the power to make us feel many things, which means it also has the power to change how we feel, and that can be a wonderful thing. So today I want to ramble on a little bit about the power of music and how we can use it to create more motivating fitness experiences, but also throw in a bit of a caveat at the end. So look forward to that. First off, what do I mean by a fitness experience? So of course, I'm going to get geeky with this too. I always do. Let's keep it simple. A fitness experience is really the combination of two things, the activity that you're doing and the sensation that that activity brings and the atmosphere in which you perform that activity. When you add those things together, you have your fitness experience. I bring up those two A words a lot, atmosphere and activity or action. I do it because both of these facets of fitness are important to understand. These facets have the potential to create magnetic fitness experiences or, contrarily, repulsive ones, right? Experiences that leave an unpalatable aftertaste. And as I've said before, self-motivation ultimately stems from your ability to create and recreate positive, attractive fitness experiences. Now, music has a clear role on the atmospheric side of things. In fact, I'd argue that its role is unique because the act of exercising is so rhythmic, right? And obviously, music is rhythmic as well. Therefore, a resonating relationship is possible between a good song or a playlist, for example, and the exercise that you're doing at the time. And by resonance, I mean that the energy offered by the act of exercising and the music combine to create something you could say is greater than the sum of its parts. That on their own, the activity you do isn't quite the same without music. Neither is the song or the playlist. They kind of go really well together. And as usual, I like to bring a splash of historical context to a topic. And in this case, it will color me on the older side (laughs) for some of you younger listeners out there. But things have changed a lot over the last 20 years when it comes to the relationship between fitness and music. And I'd say in in a fantastic way. For example, today we have much more control over the musical experience. The music industry and the tech industry has evolved drastically so that the effort required to create a motivating musical experience is relatively minimal now. I mean, if you've ever made a mixtape for yourself or for someone else, you will know exactly what I mean, right? 
You'd have to dedicate like seven weeks to build a playlist in the good old days. You'd need a double cassette player. You'd need some amateur editing skills. You'd need a lot of patience. That's what I'm really saying. And damn it, if the last song you were including didn't fit on the tape that remained, which was the worst, a song that would get cut off. All of that, though, is in the past, thankfully. You can start and edit a playlist extremely quickly today. The amount of control is terrific. And if you subscribe to Spotify these days, there are playlists available that suit pretty much everything, including in fitness for running or lifting and whatnot. So I know a lot of you know about that. You've got playlists. You've got your go-to tunes for the gym, for example, and it's probably helping you with your motivation. But before I share some of that research, um, the research behind the link between motivation and exercise, I want to be clear that not everyone has the same reaction to music as you might. Some people rarely listen to music. They, for example, listen to podcasts or audiobooks. Some people won't listen to anything. And personally, I'm somewhere in the middle of all this. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. A lot of times I listen to nothing. And there are other times like my run, my sunrise run, where I was going to be out for hours and hours. I had a playlist specifically constructed to suit that endeavor. It really depends on the length of time of my workout, really. At least that's me personally. If it's a long run, I bring it, even if I don't necessarily listen to it the whole time. Of course, if you're into group exercise like spinning or uh, a boot camp class at a gym, music is part and parcel of that atmosphere. I mean, what would it be like to take a spin class in silence? It, It would be completely different and not as fun, not as invigorating, that's for sure. So the research on music is pretty interesting. The motivational qualities of music are still not really fully understood, but here's five noteworthy facts from the academic work in this area. So number one, using music before exercising tends to have an energizing effect. And this makes it a super tool when you need a mental lift, when you need a little bit of a boost uh, before you start exercising. Number two, Listening to music during exercise can actually delay fatigue and even, in some cases, improve power and strength. So it has a functional role in performing the activities that you perform. Number three, perhaps the most pronounced finding, using music during low to moderately intense exercise significantly improves endurance, which is great if you're just starting a routine and starting with activities on the lower end of the intensity spectrum, your tunes can actually help you extend your workouts. However, number four states, music does not reduce perceptions of exertion when you're going beyond what's called the anaerobic threshold, when lactic acid starts to build up in your bloodstream. And plainly speaking, it ain't going to do a lick of good for that so-called pain face that you're exhibiting, you're on your own there. Music does not reduce perceptions of exertion when you are beyond the anaerobic threshold. And finally, number five, listening to music during exercise can enhance enjoyment. And I found this one really interesting. One study on walking, for example, showed that listening to music created a 28% increase in enjoyment compared to listening to no music at all. And notably, Listening to podcasts only created a 13% enjoyment effect, to which I say they're clearly not listening to the right shows. That's what the science says. 
So the academic work has been spewing out some interesting trends over the last uh, five, 10 years. But to swerve away from these positive effects, these positive associations, I want to throw down some contrarian stuff. You know, when it might make sense to hit the mute button on music. And again, I know many of you participate in activities that are inextricably linked to music. For example, there's no mute button in a Zumba class. But for you runners out there, for instance, the ones who are religious about their tunes, if you hit a rut in what you're doing, like you're feeling stale or uninspired by your routine, instead of refreshing your playlist, rebuilding it, which is one thing you can legitimately do, and I know that I'm sure a lot of you guys do this, one thing you can actually try and do is go musicless. Now, why? Well, sometimes dropping the music can enhance mindfulness and mindful movement where you focus on the sensation and the rhythm of your body and your breath. You know, you focus on the feel of the exercise experience can be a motivational spark. It's a nice reset. Like when you have to unplug your modem to let everything cleanly reboot so your internet works properly or more efficiently and whatnot. Moving mindfully can help you Calibrate the sensation and the rhythm to create a more likable experience. So the short-term advantage of going musicless isn't just for the novelty of it, but because it actually creates the opportunity for you to reconnect more fully with your body. In addition, and perhaps most importantly, unplugging might tell you whether music enhances the fitness experience or it's just a crutch distracting you from what would be essentially an unlikable physical experience. And knowing that is important data when it comes to sustainability, right? Knowing whether the activities you're choosing are unto themselves motivating motivating enough to continue on doing. And as I always say, get the activities and the atmospheres in line, which of course can get a meaningful boost from music, and there'll be no stopping you. All right, guys, I hope you have a week filled with motivating movement, especially those of you who are really into musical movement. Next week, the topic is on the mental side of injury and rehab with a really smart, experienced fella named Dr. Shane Young. In the meantime, why not follow the show on Instagram at Happily Ever Active Show? And of course, as usual, until next time, here's to living happily ever active. This episode of Happily Ever Active has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more content on the mental side of fitness. Oh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. See you next time.